ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sipsionary. The world renowned. The world renowned. That's I right. Can't, I can't even go to a restaurant anymore without people coming up to me and saying, hey, I love your podcast. Literally, you, that's what happened. Shout out to Paul Ederling. Is it Paul? It's Mr. Ederling. Are you me. serious? But Paul Ederling? I think it's oh, Paul. Good. Right? Also, shout out to a longtime listener whose birthday today, Scott Bryant. Happy birthday today. Oh, is it really? His birthday is today. Scott's the, big, the man. Happy man. birthday, Scott. He's the, big, the man. The big Let's four go. eight. Oh. Two, two years it? away before. Oh. Is it? I just never thought he was. Never that mind. Old. Huh? Yeah. Unhappy birthday. Yeah, I feel bad for him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. We're almost home, all right? We're almost Every day. home. Every day. We're getting closer. So I there. say bring it in. Yeah. Bring it in. Take bring it a on. look around. No. You, no, it's not this Not song. the right song? Not, it's not the right song. That's not the same. The sunshine in your hair. Still hey, not, if, still you, uh, right if you have a flat tire. The water on the ground. If you have a flat tire, what vegetable do you need? A carrot. Asparagus. <laughs> Asparagus. That's a good one. A spare, I guess. Oh, yes. Yes. There you go. There yes. you go. Yes. That was that was a bad joke. Hey, what's going on? All right. We're, we're off just, the ground, but this no, is a live well, podcast. I'm just people. telling you my brain's fried. Go happy, back to sleep. Happy my Friday. Brain, it is kind fried. of like cloudy, and we're starting to get like... A little bit of a mm. taste of fall. Mm, the weather. We have a bushel and a so. peck of Honeycrisp apples waiting at home. A bushel and a peck. Um, we have, according to Finn, a spicy pumpkin latte spicy? that's now available. I had, um, he tried to tell me. He said, Dad, we drove by Wendy's, and they now have spicy pumpkin Frosties. Wendy's? And I was like, oh. you mean pumpkin spice nope. Frosties? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, okay. Pumpkin spicy. Spicy pumpkins. <laughs> Gross. That sounds disgusting. Um, hey, I'm going to so put is it this in my is mouth. Apple Crisp weekend? No, uh, last crisp. weekend. But they're there. Also, gallon of honey crisp apple cider. Oh. So good. Oh. T- 10 bucks. Oh. So we probably need to go out. And, and a small child. <laughs> It'll cost you those. Cost you an arm and a leg. Yeah. No, those are good. We got the, we got the other kind last week. Because I think honey mom do? was thinking honeydew. No, honeydew. um, honeydew. Sunny crisp or something what, like. What this. are we doing? Golden crisp. Golden crisp. Apples. Guys, We're that's st- the cereal. No, no, there's a golden crisp. <laughs> apple. Waffle crisp. Waffle crisp. <laughs> Cinnamon toast. Waffle crisp. Cookie crunch. <laughs> hey, by the way, our community group last night. Last night, Wednesday night. <gasps> Did you do a cereal? No, but that is a great idea. I know. Alan Howell, shout out Alan and Andrea, wants to open a cereal bar restaurant. So like think of like a Froyo, those Froyo places, but with cereal. I mean uh, I would uh, There's <laughs> there's already one on campus. Is, is there really? There? There's already one on okay, campus. Okay, see it would work there. Yeah, I, absolutely. I'm not sure it would work in like suburbia here. No, for I'm sure not. not. Sure no, you got to be on campus for this. But like, so I would do that. We but would it show, would be at weird times. Like, we, well, it close that one on campus closes at two a.m. So that would be a weird yep, time. Yep, yeah, yep. But you've got, and uh, we would show like Saturday morning cartoons from the nineties. We're coming up with a name. Uh, Justin I, came listen, up with a good name: Looney Spoons. <laughs> Justin. 
dude. That is. Uh, Alan wants to call loony. it mixables. No, loony no. spoons. It's got to be loony spoons. I came up with a spoonful of sugar. No, that's that's gonna scare me away. People like that. Yeah, a lot. No, the medicine goes that's down. Gonna, that's, other gonna ter- that's gonna other scare like me that. away. Yeah. I know it's true, but it's gonna scare me away. So yeah, um, cereal bar restaurant. Sir spoons a lot. No, that's not it. <laughs> Captain spoons. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That's aw- dude, that, okay. That's awesome. But the problem is, I just I would eat bar there for... enough, and it probably is not a big ticket. Well, th- it's because you gotta get with the college students. It'd be a huge ticket yeah, with the college yeah. students. Uh, so I my my thing is like I don't eat. Sunday dinner. That's usually like usually on Sunday I'm fasting all day. Usually. Whew. Um and Lord if, knows that would not be me. If anything, I'm eating like Worship I'll go is home, bad enough. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go home and eat a bowl on uh, a bowl of cereal on Sunday. <clears throat> and by the way, in case you're wondering, I it's announced probably, my fast. It's not for religious reasons, okay? It's probably just uh it's just for health reasons. Lucky charms? Uh we have fruit loops right now. Oh, fruit loops, good. So, yeah. Which color is your favorite? I don't know. I don't know. No, no. You know what? I don't do that garbage. This is this is what happens. Which flavor is your no, favorite? You I go mean, down that road, and you know what you get. Somebody's stuck at the very end with all green. Their oh. bowl is all green. No, I was just I'm asking you what your favorite that. flavor fruit loop. No, is. you don't go down that road. You don't do that to people. Here's why. Because <laughs> they dig into. Is this a, serious? Are we? Yes. Are we? No. Listen to me. If you are one of those people who says, "What's your favorite?" That is a slippery slope. Uh, because was... you know what's next? I get to the bowl, of, like a final handful of trail mix, and you know what's at the bottom? Just peanuts. peanuts. No. We're not doing We're that. We're not doing that. I do that. Shiloh. I know. Stop. Arlo. He's no longer allowed to have my peanut butter chocolate mix. Because they eat all the M&Ms and the raisins. Yeah. We're not doing that. I said, sorry, buddy. No. Oh my goodness. You, you will eat the whole thing. Oh my goodness. It's a no, I was asking you that. Well, you Fruit do Loop, that with Lucky Charms. No, that's not true. No, no, that's not true. No, no, no it no, is. No, 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 no. My own bowl, no. I do. No, can, it is. That's fine. On your own bowl. Because when Ivy was with us, she ate all the mar- the marshmallows. No, nope. see, of it. see, so I'm like, no. yeah, but she's, we're not she's doing a, that. She, but she has to eat the rest of the cereal. Oh well, she didn't. So. Well, of course, because you're not. grandparents. Yeah. Okay. So if so, like I never. This is weird because this didn't come from me. Because in your own bowl of Lucky Charms, you, you have to that. pull the whole bowl. Okay. Yep. And I'm eating the marshmallows first because. You don't want them soggy. No, right? no, no. I eat the cereal first, save the marshmallows oh, see, that's for what, last. That's what Finn does. Yeah, that's of course and what it's you do. Smart, but I don't do that. <laughs> of course, I that's just what go you with do. the marshmallows first because I don't like those soggy. I like the, I like the crunch. Are you also a cereal killer? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, welcome I was, in. Right, I was asking you that because Dad is not enjoying Fruit this Loops, conversation at all. The Fruit Loops individual Fruit Loops do not have different flavors. I was gonna say I don't think they. They're, well, they're all the same it's flavor. Probably one of those things where it's like, no, 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 it's all it's the same all the flavor. Same. They're just different, different color. color dye. I mean, that's probably true. I probably no, that's didn't. very true. That's not encouraging, but I did. It's all I the figured yeah. that. Same with Bowberry, Booberry, Captain Crunch, Berry, yeah. Captain Crunch. Bo- Speaking of Bowberries, oh please, Bowjangles, dude, it's open now. Is it open? It is open. Oh. It's in Hilliard, I but I'm go. thinking about going tomorrow morning. Bowjangles, <sighs> Bowjangles, those Bowberry biscuits. I had this fight on Twitter with a guy who said that Bojangles is overrated. The guy's an idiot. It was an absolute fight. We've wasted right. eight minutes. I'm so sorry, far. guys. Well, we've this has been good. Um, listen, you people <laughs> out there, you actually tell me that you enjoy this banter. So if That's you don't, true. let us know and we'll stop. So this is your fault. Starting a major Are we actually going to do what people? Although tell I do us think we solve. Nobody some tells things. us to do anything. We solved some real, real <laughs> issues today. 
We don't um, listen to nobody. Uh, who's doing a life update? Who's Me. got that? Quentin, what's going yeah. on? Um, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, school has started. Uh, middle school soccer has started. Arlo soccer has started. So we are in it with the soccer. Soccer, soccer, soccer. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, first home game today for the middle school soccer team, Northside. Cool. And go um, loins. The the go loins. So um, we're kind of in the same boat that we were kind of every year. Uh, we uh, didn't have enough players, so we had to dip down to the fifth graders. So our fifth graders are half the size of everybody else on the teams that we're playing. Poor Ethan wow. Stafford. Really? But there. that dude's a dog. Oh, he's... That dude's a dog. So, yeah. I mean, seriously. No, he's good, but he's smaller than Finn. Yeah, that's what's crazy. I didn't know that there is was... Is he really? A, I did oh, not yeah. know that there was he a He is thing, tiny. But he's, he's Tiny, tiny kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, everything's going well. Everything's just kind of, we, this is what, like week two of school, week three, three, three of school. And it feels like we're kind of, we're, we're back into the swing of things. Um, so that's, uh, that's exciting. Um, man, I thought I, thought I had something else I wanted to say, but I don't remember what I was going to say. There's not much else going on in our lives here. Just, just soccer, just soccer, school, work. That's how it goes not bad though i kind of feel like got a lot going on you're starting off like where we were seemingly like two years ago with soccer you're yeah. talking about where now like the rest of your life yeah will just be a swell <laughs> of soccer no i don't know i don't know about that if it is it's not going to be with the same soccer club probably it might be something else it might be somewhere different um i'm actually starting to oh i guess that's a life update um I'm starting to get my coaching license through the U.S. Soccer Federation. Oh, wow. So cool. I started that process. Um, I'm going to start. Uh, there's a local coach who does one-on-one, one-on-one soccer. He actually does it at Northside. Yeah. Um, quality, yep, 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 yep. quality touch skill development, soccer development, quality touch soccer development, QTSD, which sounds terrible. I'm like, that's got to change. Mm. Um Quality Touch Soccer Development is the name of the uh, Marketing's group. a thing, people. Yeah, it is. It is. We got to figure something out. So, but uh, he's been doing it for ten years. He's been he's 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 a fully licensed, uh, not fully licensed soccer uh, U.S. Soccer Federation coach, but he's also got um, La Liga uh, coaching licensing, which oh, is wow. the Spanish yeah, division. The Spanish version, he's yeah. working on uh, UEFA's coaching Ooh, licensing development. Bundesliga. Uh, yeah. No, he's not doing that because he doesn't speak German. <laughs> Does he, he speak Spanish? No, it doesn't. Wait, but what? he went to Madrid, and yeah, they have translators. He coached in Madrid. Okay, I'm for Real, sure they have with Real Madrid translators players. in Germany too. No, but it's different though. So it's a weird. The coaching scene, the soccer coaching scene in the world is really strange. And uh, it was great <clears throat> talking to him actually because the reason why he went, he's got all the way to the highest level in the Liga, but he won't go higher than where he's at with the U.S. Soccer Federation. And he says, well, it's because U.S. Soccer has never won a World Cup. And there's a good reason for that, and it's coaching. And so I don't think the Ooh. coaching program Ooh. that U.S. Soccer Federation has is good enough because with a country our size and the skill and the development and the money that we have, we should have won a World Cup by now. But our coaching is not good. So he goes... Indictment. Yeah, yeah. It was wow. very, it was very wow. interesting. So anyways, I'm going to be, gonna be uh, joining his, uh, his team and start coaching for... do um, sessions for him and... Uh, one-on-one coaching for his for his some of his uh, players there, and um, so that's that's exciting. I'm pretty pumped about that. I'm, that's gonna really be cool. it's gonna be a lot of fun. Kind of really getting cool. the scene of that. Who knows? Maybe I'll be on 
the sideline for Otterbein University or Akron, Ohio. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Coaching on sideline there. That'd be sweet. Let's That'd be cool. Happen. That would be cool. Let's just start with the local clubs. Maybe we can start taking Maybe we could do something for local clubs, yeah. All right. I, should, I should shut my mouth. Or <laughs> they don't, yeah, yeah, maybe. They don't listen to our podcast. Yeah. I guarantee you. I, I guarantee you. We'll not go there. I'm happy. I'm putting a smile on my face. So what are we talking yeah. about today? Well, I think I think uh, Hunter, we um, we're do we do senior seminar and um, every once in a what while. What is senior seminar? So senior seminar is we we go to we, old people homes. We, yeah, we go to old people <laughs> homes. And we go, no, 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 no. It's the seniors at our school, and I love it that we started this three years ago. This is our third year in it, I think. Right? Yeah. 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 And basically what we do is we take the seniors and we walk through, we meet with them once a week. Started off twice a week, kind of missed that, but they only have time to do once a week and that's fine. We, we um, Hunter and I sit and we just have these conversations like we're having here, only we have certain topics that we're trying to hit, topics that um, will eventually, um, hopefully settle into the hearts of these seniors that they'll take them with them. And, and uh, oddly enough, this particular week, I had a opportunity to talk with a former graduate and um, I said a couple things and he, he looked at me and he said, like, like we, like we learned in senior seminar. And I said, yeah, like, yeah. like you were supposed to learn. You were, <laughs> you were there. In senior seminar. You yeah, you were there. Um, but I, and so it hit me this week, how important it was that the topic that we were dealing with, um, is so, so very important just because of the things that um, I've been dealing with, uh, with, with some counseling issues and things and pastoring a church. And I just thought, man, why don't we just talk about it here? I don't know that we have to this extent, but um, so how, how, how is it that people do grow and change and um, in the gospel? And um, we, we, we talked about it and there are three parts to it. So Hunter, why don't you kind of lay that plan out and we'll we'll just talk about that for a little while yeah yeah so our goal in our conversation with our seniors is to explain very in a very clear and full way the importance of the gospel i know they know the facts yeah right they know the facts what we're trying to do is connect how the gospel actually transforms our life right and so that that raises the question how do people change that right. that's kind of our question uh before we even talk about the facts specifically um so it's a theological kind of underpinning um that's really helpful we just call it a philosophy of ministry everybody has one um everybody tries to answer the question how do people change they might have it in a different way uh they might have never clarified thoughts about it. Mm -hmm. um, they might not even know that they have a philosophy of ministry and they might not call it a philosophy of ministry, but everybody functionally has one. Right. They're trying to ask the question, how do people change? Right. Um, and of course, we believe in, in that gospel transformation. So how does that happen? Well, um, you have to start with the reality that what's needed the most, and everybody recognizes this, what's needed the most in this world is love. Uh, we get this theologically from God because God puts it in his, in his commandments and says, this is the most important thing right. that you love. And there's two categories of people or objects of our love, love God mm -hmm. and love people. Um, and Paul says that these two commandments fulfill the law. 
on those two things hang all of the law and the prophets. Yeah. God's expectation is that we love. But even bigger than that is the fact that God himself can be summed up, this might sound strange to us, but is qualitatively summed up in this idea of love. Now, that's hard for us because the reality is we often have our own definitions of what love right, is. Right. And God is saying, I am love. This is First uh, John 4. I am love. God is love. And so, therefore, God makes the definition of love. Right. And, of course, the difference would be for human love, it's always conditional, right? right. It's always, I love you if you love me. Right. Um, God, God's love isn't like that, First John 4. God is love. But we love him only because he first loved us, right. not the other way around. Right. God doesn't love us if we love him. God loves us unconditionally, and therefore we, in response, love him back. Right. Um, but our love is always here on earth, conditional. But you got to understand, the world gets this. The world understands this. Everyone from Disney to the Beatles, all you need is love. Um, love is the most important thing that we all, we all crave. The question is, how are people going to get it? Yeah. And this is the fight of the human race. This right. is the anxiety of the human race, that we are all craving love. We want to be loved, but we all have this expectation written on our hearts that we are to love. Yeah, and every, every relationship, every relationship centers around our ability to love and our ability to receive love. Um, you know, no matter what, what relationship, it doesn't matter if you're at work or if you're at school or wherever you are in the playground, I mean, in playing ball in the gym, wherever, there's a sense to which we want to love and we want to be loved. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's a very real aspect of life yeah. in general. So, and yeah. theologically speaking, too, if we agree that love sums up the law mm -hmm. and that God has placed in categorical terms the law on the human heart, on every human heart, then every feeling of expectation that we have on this planet can be summed up or, or climaxed in the idea of love. Yep. That's what we're going after. We all expect to be loving mm -hmm. and to have love in return. Mm -hmm. That's what every heart feels all the time under everything. So if, it's, if you have this expectation that, well, I need to be pretty or I need to be in control or I need to, you know, Fill in the blank, whatever it is. Be, yeah. be successful, be athletic, be all these things. I need, to, I, need, I need to have a relationship with this person. I need money. All of it is hinging on being loved and then being seen as somebody who gives love. Yeah. So the question is, though, how do we get it? And of course, we would say, well, we get it from, from God, but there's actually a posture that Scripture gives us to receive love and this unconditional kind of love, and that's the posture of faith, mm -hmm. right? Um, and this comes specifically through Galatians, that what happens to the human heart for the kind of transfer, transformation that we want does not come on the basis of the law. In other words, it doesn't come on the basis of what we do. Mm -hmm. The ability to be loved and the ability to love has nothing to do with us. And that is the hard part of Christian life. And this is why yeah. Paul gets so mad, because all of life is all about God and what he's done for us. Right. It's receiving the unconditionalness of God. It's receiving himself for us, taking him in. And the only posture that that's possible is by faith. And Paul says this in Galatians 5, that circumcision or uncircumcision doesn't mean anything. What you do 
or what you don't do doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is faith that expresses itself in love. Yeah. So to get love actually comes from a posture of faith, believing trust in what God has done and who he is. Yeah, and what, what we see immediately is what sin, the damage that sin did in us. Um, it works in us a self-love rather than a love for God and others. That's right. An, out, an outward love. So any, any type of love that tries to emanate itself from us is self-love. That's right. It, and, it, and, it, and it sours um, genuine love. It actually prohibits genuine love from actually being effective around us. Um, and Adam and Eve lost that yeah. in, in the garden immediately because they chose self-love over the love for God and the love for each other yeah. that they had perfectly in, in Eden. Yeah. And, it was, it, it, and it was really a blessing. So the only way we can get that is through faith. That's right. That's right. That's the only way because it's God's kind of love. It's not our kind of love. That's right. And I think when people think faith, implicitly they, they want to look inside yep. and ask the question, do I have enough faith or do I right. have enough belief? And that's not what we're talking that's about. That's not what we're talking about, right. Faith, faith is actually looking outside of yourself mm-hmm. and holding on to something else. Mm-hmm. So hear, hear that definition, right? Paul's saying circumcision or uncircumcision doesn't mean anything. It has nothing to do with the self. It has yep. nothing to do with in you. Yep. has everything to do with God outside of you, in Christ. Um, and that works itself out in love. That expresses itself out in true love. Um, and of course, we know this to be true. Um, faith, your faith, uh, isn't about your strength to believe, but it's about the object of your faith, mm-hmm. which inherently means something outside of you. Or as the Reformers called it, extra nos. It's outside of you, not inside. Um, but, but so the question is... But I would say, just to, just to clarify, with Christ in us, that is the mechanism that flows out of us. That's right. Of his kind of love. So maybe, yeah, I should, I should, so mm-hmm. I should clarify. That's not to say that faith doesn't work itself in us and right. express itself in love. It does do that, yeah. but that's not the priority. The priority is the sufficiency of Christ outside of us. Mm-hmm. That does work faith on the inside and expresses itself in love. Yeah. That totally is true. But the primariness of faith is outside and we'll talk about because the question then becomes well where do i get faith right where do i get it and that this would be a struggle for a lot of christians too of like they say i struggle to believe or i believe help my unbelief yeah that's yeah. both a confession yeah. and a, a prayer a, right. a recognition of what's going on and we wouldn't primarily say that that's a that's in a strong position we would say that that's not even truly um godlikeness Right. A, a confession of, I, I need help to believe. Right. Right. And we would say there needs to be work there, yet there's something beautiful to it. The reality is, the only way that we can receive something from the outside, or, or maybe I should say this, what God intends to give from the outside in is his word. Right. And this comes from Romans 10, um, that faith comes from hearing. Hearing comes from the word of Christ. The word of Christ. Yep. Right. So we have to understand that Christ is given to us by means of his word, both showing up bodily, that's mm-hmm. God's word, that's his expression to us, but also his written word, and that's mm-hmm. what we have now through the Spirit. Um, we, we have his written word, specifically the word about Christ in his gospel. So it's a specific word about Christ in the gospel that through our ears, through mm-hmm. merely hearing, 
gives us, creates in us a faith. This thing from the outside of us comes in, creates faith and trust that works itself out in love. Yep. So the word creates faith, which is active in love. To get people to change, they must come in contact with the word of Christ, yep. a specific word. We can talk about that in general, and we have talked about it here, about preaching mm-hmm. is, a, is, a, mm-hmm. is the primary means of God's word mm-hmm. to us. But also his sacraments are a part of that too. Communion, baptism, those are words that God has given to us to believe by faith. Um, but also just the way that we speak to one another is a, is a way that we actually communicate the message of the gospel um, yeah. as well. There's, there's tons of the means, we would say the means of God's grace to us. Yeah, and I just, I mean, I, say, I just put it this way, that um, the word has to come verbally. It, there's, a, there's a sense to which God has chosen um, to, to give the word in a verbal fashion. So in instance, all through scripture, um, God has said, hear, hear this, hear Israel, hear this. Um, and then he sends messengers. Yeah. Um, take the, the last messenger himself, Malachi, um, and he's, he's preaching the word once yeah. again. And oddly enough, um, his first message is God has loved you. Yeah. And, and, it's, yeah. and it's on God's love. Um, and you go to the, the, the messages that Christ preached to the churches in, um, in, in Asia and, uh, the, the church at Ephesus had one fault against it, that they left their first love. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this whole idea of, of love showing itself up, how do men, how can people know that you're my disciples? You show love one to another. Why? Because this is revealing God, and that's so. It's a verbal thing, yeah. but it's also a visual thing. Yeah. So Christ is the written word, but He's also the living word. And Christ in us, through the written word, becomes the living word through us. Yep. Uh, and that that is lived, and so He is He is seen. Thus, the Father's glorified, and um, the gospel is being preached. Yeah, that's why Luther would say that the only organ that you need um, in order to be a Christian are your ears. Yeah, because it is through our ears, and he he doesn't just mean audible. I mean, obviously, somebody can read the scriptures mm-hmm. and hear what God has to say. He's yeah. talking about the ears of the heart. Um, I know I use that all the time. The ears of the heart, and yeah. I have I have a couple people that just always words, roll their eyes at me and go like, "Oh, that's silly." Well, I mean, because like, the truth is, I mean, deaf people come to Christ too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and in a universal sense, you know. That has that has to be true. No, and it's the difference between hearing and listening. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because a lot of people in the opposite, totally the opposite is true, right? Because yeah. this happens every week in our churches. People hear without truly ever listening to right. what God is saying. Or so. they could, you could say, they're listening but not actually hearing. Yeah, <laughs> however how you want to say, say it. it. But there, there is a sense to which that needs to go right to the heart. So, yeah. so I think it's important because, I, again, just getting somebody to do loving kind of behaviors is not helpful. Right. Um, it, it really comes down to a philosophy of faith, mm-hmm. of believing. Mm-hmm. And that can only come from the outside in. And we, I think when you start to understand this, your relationships begin to change. Yeah. Because, again, it's not enough for my wife just to come to me and be like, hey, will you please just do the dishes? Right. Now, does she want me to do the dishes and do loving behaviors? Like, well, sure, that would like legitimately help her out. But more than that, she actually wants to see a kind of faith in the relationship that's like, I care about her. Right. And I'm going to express that care through a word 
of love. Yeah. So me being able to anticipate my wife's feelings, my wife's day, and do the dishes out of pure love, right. out of a heart change that believes in what's going on because of a word that she spoke to me because she loves me, mm -hmm. I'm going to love her and I'm going to express that stuff out in love. That's the word creating faith, which is active in love. That's the kind of transformation my, heart's really, my, my wife's really looking for. Yeah. She doesn't really care if I do the dishes. She cares if I don't do the dishes. <laughs> but right. she doesn't really care that I do the dishes. Yeah, in other words, not she's, about, not, she's not asking me to obey. It's not about doing dishes. That's right. But it's not not about doing dishes. That's right. <laughs> do it anyway because it right. loves your wife and it takes one more thing off her plate. Yeah. And we can talk about where the Christian work helps and where it doesn't. And that's help. that's one of the one of the issues. Like some, I was we're in this counseling session. This guy goes like, "All right, so give me how does this work?" And what he was asking for was give me five ways, five five things that I can do. And I'm going like, dude, no. I'm not I'm yeah. not doing that because I said that's that th that is the the legalism that that's we're right. we're prone to go to. That if I do that, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm going like, no, no, no. no. no you can you can you can do the dishes every day for the rest of your life for your wife and, and, and still hate not your love wife. her and hate yep. your wife. That's right. At the same time, still not believe right. in the words that she said to you on your wedding day. Right. That she's with you through thick and thin. Right. She's not going after anybody else. And this is this is why we say it's by it's by faith. That's right. Because we're trusting in something other than ourselves to accomplish. That's right. God's perfections. That's right. Um. And and we do this in every sphere of our life. Every layer of our lives must be done according to um, his his perfection. Yeah. And I think when you start believing in people beyond their performance. And that's very hard to do mm -hmm. because we're so performance oriented. Believing in people in spite of their performance, that's, that's when love increases for people. Yep. Um, and, that's, and that's kind of what your wife is looking for. Um, love me for me. Right. And therefore do the dishes spontaneously because you love me. Right. That's what your wife wants. I, when, I, when I ask my kid to, to take out the garbage, I don't want them doing it with a bad attitude. Right. They can take out the garbage and do it with a bad attitude, and I still leave with a lot of concern. Yeah, because I'm wondering one, what does this kid believe mm -hmm. fundamentally about my love for him? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does he know that I love him? Mm -hmm. Does he know that I care for him? You know, yeah, and, and that's that's the that you're, you're talking about the three very important aspects of what's called the heart in that's scripture. Right. That's right. that we're cognitive people yep we we believe certain things we're emotional people yeah. we we feel certain things and then we're volitional people right. we we actually do and in each of those things god in his word links those to the heart yeah. uh, of the being so if you deal with just what they're doing that's the volitional right. you're, you're not really dealing with the cognitive yeah. You're actually probably seeing what they believe in is is what they believe is it following up God's word. That's right. And then there's the emotional aspect. Is this genuine love or is this self-love? Yeah. And and you start seeing that all of this plays a part. And here's the good news. Christ in his gospel redeems all of that. That's right. All of that. So we get, we it's it's not it's not helpful for us to just deal with one of those aspects. Yeah. Um, this is where, um, if you haven't read Jeremy Pierre's book, The Dynamic Heart, you need to understand this because he goes in great detail how all of those parts, um, you're redeemed and the righteousness affects every one of those parts. 
So if people can't just say, well, I feel like I felt like this. That's right. And I'm going like, that's because you believed this yep. and then you did that. Right. Um, and so you, you, you can't throw out one of those things and expect you to land on your feet. You're yep. not, you're not going to, so. you, you misheard something, you believe something <laughs> right. false right. and now you're acting upon that and yep. you feel differently about it. And so that's when we come to the gospel, ultimately this is what we want our seniors to realize and, and to begin to think through is that again, not just because not their behavior, what they have heard mm -hmm. and what they believe impacts what they do. So therefore, when you come to the gospel, which again, I know they know the facts, mm -hmm. but to be able to ask the critical question, is this good news enough to you right. to actually be operative in your heart for the sake of love? Yep. Is it doing that work? Now, yep. it has the power to do that. It is the power to do that, but it's about how you hear it mm -hmm. and respond in faith. Is, is going to be the critical part and, to it. And I think it puts onus on us um, to, to make sure people are hearing the word. Yep. Not, not, you know, it, 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 a lot of times um, we do illustrations, um, we can do stories, and those are, those are one step away from the word. And I think it's helpful right. if it's pointing back to the word. Yep. If it's not pointing back to the word, it's just a neat little story, then you're breeding confusion. Yep. Because yeah. people don't really know what the word says, right. they have to understand. Because oftentimes it pushes you back to just moral behavior change. Right. Of just, right. Hey, just do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we we want to stay away from that. But yeah. Well, this, there's so much more to say. And again, that's totally thirty thousand foot view. Um, but I do think it's like skeletal things that are really helpful for undergirding why is the gospel so necessary. Right. Or how does the gospel connect the dots to my actual loving? Cool. So, cool, cool, cool. All right, we'll take all a right. break and uh, we'll see you on the flippity flop. Yep. Hey guys, not much of a uh, commercial here, but just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to us. Really appreciate your time. Uh, would really appreciate if you could uh, give a quick share um, and maybe even rate us on your uh, whatever device you're listening on. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much. We will continue to uh, put out content as much as we can. Thanks for listening. And welcome back from the breakage, from the little reminder to please buckle your seatbelts <laughs> and keep <laughs> your hands driving. and arms inside the vehicle at all times. If you're not buckled up, what's <clears throat> holding you back? Somebody else will. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, no, please uh, uh, share our um, podcast. That'd be great. Yeah. And um, like it if you want to. Yep. If not. Don't. Yep. You just whatever, do whatever you want to. Whatever do. you want to do. This is a free country. <laughs> I know. I was. I was out in San Diego when we were talking to. Not a free country. This folks at, at Radius International. I just said, ah, I don't know. You guys might like this. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe the worst time that you'll ever spend. But we have a, we have a um, podcast that we do. And I love how you just silently <laughs> drop that on people. No, we I don't were talking. Think I have ever like. <laughs> we're talking about. For we were talking about families. So oh, okay. it was in context of talking about families. Okay. 
So, all right, that's good. It was fun. It was if fun. you're if you're a new listener from San Diego, <clears throat> number one will be there in October. You should come bless your heart. hang out with us live. Um, but also, yeah, bless your heart. Um, well, I have the what for you do. Uh, listen, I ran into Paul Ederling, and that is because um, I was h- hanging around a Chick Fil A. The reason I was hanging around Chick Fil A is not because I just love Chick Fil A, which I do. They have a new sandwich, and it is unbelievable. Is it really, guys? You have to go. I haven't had. Okay, it yet. it's I forget what it's. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Pimento, no honey pimento pepper chicken sandwich, pimento honey. cheese. Spicy chicken fillet, and then it's got jalapenos. Now that might scare some of you, but I promise they're not like the super spicy jalapenos. They're they're just flavored jalapenos. They have like a slight kick, but I'm telling you, it's not death spicy. My wife ate it; it's and fine. She's fine. Okay. And then it's also drizzled with honey. Oh wow! Um, it is it is unbelievable. So unbelievable that we went twice in a week. Did you really? Yeah, and that's where I ran into Paul Ederling because his son works at uh, which one? The one in Reynoldsburg. Oh, the one in uh, Reynolds. Yeah, so we we ran into him. Oh. So if if you hang out at Chick Fil A enough, you'll run into people you know. Well, that's true. We did that because of the honey pimento pepper. Sandwich. Honey pimento. So you got to get it. I've been sitting on this for two weeks. All right. This this what for? I know you told us so, about it. And we so haven't pumped. we haven't done it. So. If you haven't done it, guys, I'm telling you, it'll wreck your life. I will say that it is um it's very sticky. Is it really? Yeah. I don't care. It, but I it just is, don't care. It is very good. So it though. gets all over you and you get sticky. Yeah. And you got the pimento cheese. Well, you you got the always, honey. You can always get a cookies and cream shake and wash your hands off with it mm-hmm. afterwards. That'll do it. That'll do it. Are you bathing? <laughs> no, you just I use mean, it, to, it. To, to, to sweeten it more. We're not so. here to judge. All right. Absolutely. I am. Stop, stop judging. Yeah. Stop. Stop. All right, Dad, bring us in with the word. What's going on? So um, one of the things that I've been feeding on over and over and over, in fact, next week I'll be in Texas. Um, i just let you guys know that down in McAllen with my dear friends, the Curling Brothers, uh, Juan and Chago, and their families that have grown up. Love those Um, guys, man. Yeah, those are great, great dudes. Some of our very favorite people. Uh, be speaking to him, and uh, I'm just rehearsing this stuff this week in pre- preparation for that. And one of the things is our our tendency to forget God. And throughout Scripture, it's woven into the fabric of Scripture how many times men that God has set His love on they forget God. They, yeah. So one moment they're going like, "Yes, we will do all Your Word. Yes, we will do this. We will do this. We will." No, we're not. No, do- we're not going to do that. We're not. We're not doing that any, anymore. And God, um, several times, says things like this: "You have burdened me with your sins. You have wearied me with your iniquities." That's hmm. hard for us to get our, around on that the all-powerful God is wearied, and the all the all strong God is burdened. But I think those are anthropomorphic ways of saying this is this is not right, and what you're doing is is not helpful, not helpful to my glory, good. to my glory. And so he says this, and this is this is Isaiah forty three, forty five. He goes, I, I. He says, I twice. Like it's like it's like he's he's putting his hands over our face, and he's going like, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. Mm. And I will not 
remember your sins. And then he says this in the following verse, put me in remembrance. In other words, that's just another way of saying, don't, don't forget this. Mm. Who's the one in all of life that can actually forgive you of our sins? Yeah. Who's, who's the one that can do that? And it, it's, it's, it's almost as if he says, I have buried your sins in the flesh of my son, mm. and they are no more. And so when you would bring him up to God, God goes like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's, that's how much, because he says like, I will not remember. Like, I don't, I don't, what are you talking about? I don't remember that. That is amazing love. Mm-hmm. And that is where we should be living. Yeah. And yet <clears throat> we know our own sinfulness. Yeah. And this is the cycle. This is the cycle. And so we're constantly looking at our weakness. We're constantly looking at our ineptness. We're constantly looking at how, how many times we stumble. And what do we do? We get discouraged. Yeah. And so he says, put this in remembrance, that I have forgiven you. Not look at your sins, 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 look at your sins. Look at your sins. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah. where we get, we get wearied. And we weary God with our unbelief. That's right. And I just want to throw this out to all of us that we learn to live within the framework of our forgiveness. Yes. Um, Mm. We remember that God is the one who's forgiven us, the creator, the one who began all things, the one who's going to end all things and bring us into eternity. This is the one who has forgiven us. You are forgiven. Stop clinging to those things. Put them down and put your deadly doing down so that you are trying to do better in order for God to love you. No, you are loving. You are being loved every day. God has set his love on you and you are forgiven. And how many times in our own view of things do we actually almost demand that Christ go to the cross again? Yeah. Yeah. Because we're just, we, we fail to, to remember that. So mm. remember that today yeah. and let that be the thing that you, you remember. You are forgiven. Now go, now you're free to move about Just the go. country. So I, I hate to hijack other people's <laughs> devotions, but I just heard a story this past week uh, from a pastor, a lady in, her, in, in their, conver- their congregation, um, where she was dating a, a guy and, um, she started like really liking this guy and she's had a hard time with relationships and really started liking this guy was faithfully dating him. And she's like, at some point I I've got to come clean with him and just tell him about my abortion about that happened several years ago. And eventually like she gets more and more involved with this guy really, really starts to like him, introduces him to the, to the family and she gets really, really close. She's like, I've got to tell him about, about this abortion. Eventually he asks her to marry her and they are engaged and she's like, it's getting too close. I, I, I just have to tell him. Mm. I have to tell him about wow, this abortion. What a burden. And eventually they get married and she's like, it's, it feels too late now, but I can't live with this on my conscience. I, I've got to tell him. And so she goes into the pastor 
just a pastor. I, I just got married to him and I, I should have done this long ago, but um, I, need, I need to tell my husband about my abortion. Can you help me? And he said, yeah, yeah, I can help. I can help you. So he led her through the gospel, led her through a kind of a, a, a more concrete form of uh, absolution. And they did communion together. And he said, uh, all of your sins are forgiven and let's pray. They prayed and she came up out of prayer and, and she said, pastor, thank you so much. I, I so needed that. I think now I can finally tell my husband about my abortion. And the pastor looked at her and said, what abortion? And I think like that idea is like, we are so, we can't, we can't hear that God has removed our sins. We can't hear that God has totally, he can't remember them. He holds them against us no more. It's forgiven. It's just so beautiful. It's it just beautiful. we are so hard to hard to remember that. And I think yeah, I think you're right. I think we weary ourselves with our own sin. Mm-hmm. And I think God is just weary of our weariness. Right. Like he just shakes his head and be goes, tired. Why why are you But he knows that we're dust. That's right. He does. And we are and we're frail. We're not as strong as we think we are. Yeah. And we just have to keep reminding these things. So God is kind to look at us and say put me in remembrance. Yeah. Just just remember me. That's right. And I, I just think, do that today. Put, put God in your remembrance. It's almost, it's a shame to even actually have to say that. And then like, you know, hey, you need to remember God. But we do because people are not actually hearing. And we don't actually hear everything that we need to hear and, and how soon we forget God. Yeah. So, yeah. Even, um, even worse than dust, we are but dust. We are but dust. We are for sure. Mm-hmm. Like the guy on the Delta Airplane. Airline flight. No, can can we not go there? All right, He's all a right. little bit more than butt dust. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is worse than butt dust. All right, we'll see you guys on the flippity flop later. Yeah.